Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. This is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right into it. Uh, for the news this week, you said uh, the final episode of, um, of uh, My just Hero. My Hero Academia uh, dropped on Saturday, and uh, during the ending part of it, uh, not really a big spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, but the at the end of the ending credits, in big, bold English letters, it said, Coming soon, Season 4. Yeah, no, literally no one is surprised by that. No. Nobody's surprised by that. Um, um, and, uh, apparently Overlord just dropped its last episode of the season. Uh, episode 13 was the final episode of the season. We haven't watched it yet. Um, I don't know if they're doing more episodes for this, for the winter season, seasonal anime. I haven't heard anything. It might just be done at that well, point. The, so. the old, what I've heard about, um, Overlord is that there's some concern about when the next season's coming out because of the way mm -hmm. the novels were written. That, um... They were doing some prequel work in the in the source material, and so they're not entirely sure when they will have the material available for the next mm -hmm. season. I heard earliest is probably twenty twenty one, which is several years out. But it is Overlord's a good enough show to where you know um, I'm pretty sure I'll pick it back up once they start releasing more. Absolutely. Um, maybe that will give them a time to make other shows. You know, like maybe more uh, Devils Apart Time or maybe more Konosuba. You know, give us some more of these amazing. Uh, Isekai that actually work really, really well. Um, uh, other bits in the news. Uh, they released the live-action trailer. I believe the second live-action trailer for uh, Nisekoi. Mm -hmm. um, it's a live-action anime trailer. And the human face was never meant to do the things that the, the faces do in Nisekoi, the animation. Right. So it just looks bad. Um, they're going to do the best job that they can. I think certain anime work really, really well when they've translated it into live-action. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, um, uh, there's a live action, actually there was a live action series for, uh, Great Teacher Onizuka, mm -hmm. um, and they also did a couple of live action movies for that as well, and those worked really, really well. Um, but yeah, uh, Nisekoi, it's so over the top with its humor and its martial arts and its stuff like that, it yeah. just doesn't feel like it would work in live action for me. Yeah. I'd rather see an animated movie. Um, but speaking of other animated movies that I'm excited about... They also released the second trailer for Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's right. Um, so the Spider-Verse is a big, big thing in Marvel. Um, Spider-Men from all sorts of different dimensions gathering together and having adventures and stuff like that. Um, and the I remember when the first trailer dropped, the animation was just so spectacular. Mm -hmm. it, it was new. It was fresh. It had, mm -hmm. You'd never seen animation like this in an American TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, of any kind. It's, uh, it's a movie. It, it, yes, it's a movie, but it's... Um, American animation had not produced animation of this type of stylistic mm -hmm. quality. And it, it, it took me a little bit to get used to it at first, but I'm really appreciating it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really excited for this. There's this great scene in the new trailer where Peter Parker from our universe meets Miles Morales from another uh, Spider-Verse. Uh -huh. um, and they're at a diner together, and Peter Parker's explaining the multiverse theory. Mm -hmm. And he just picks up this soggy, disgusting little um, french fry and just says, this this weird 
soggy, disgusting french fry is your universe. Whereas this perfect, straight, crisp <laughs> french fry is mine. <laughs> Oh boy! But they um, they show uh, they show Gwen Stacy, who is Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Yeah. Um, they show Spider Pig. They show Noir Spider Man. Um, it looks like it's just gonna be a whole lot of fun. Okay. I'm very excited for it. And it's gonna be released in theaters this December, um, which is a lot closer than it used to be. <laughs> anyway, um, that's kind of it for the news. Um, so how about we just get right into three episodes in? That sounds like a wonderful idea. All right, this week it was my pick. It was. And I picked, because I've been trying to get you to watch this show for forever, Konosuba. Konosuba. Which is short for Konosubarashi Seikai ni Kamisama no Shukufuku wo. Which is short for, which, um, well, that I don't know if I got the entire um, title correct, but Konosuba is short for Konosubarashi, which uh -huh. means this wonderful. Um, and the entire title is This Wonderful, uh, May God's Blessing, uh, God's Blessing Upon This Wonderful World. Yes. Um, and it's just, they say Konosuba for short. Right. Um, all right. So let me go ahead and read the, um, and read the synopsis. This yes. is the synopsis taken straight from Crunchyroll. After a traffic accident, Kazuma Sato's disappointingly brief life was supposed to be over, but he wakes up to see a beautiful girl before him. She claims to be a goddess, Aqua, and asks if he would like to go to another world and bring only one thing with him. Cosma decides to bring the goddess herself, and they are transported to a fantasy world filled with adventure, ruled by a demon king. Now Cosma only wants to live in peace, but Aqua wants to solve many of this world's problems, and the demon king will only turn a blind eye for so long. All right. Okay. <laughs> this show. <laughs> for for the, those of you who are subscribing to our patron, um, Patreon, um, Lee just gave himself an eye rub face palm. Um, uh, well, anyways, uh, those of you who are not, or those of you who are, you'll, you'll be able to see that in the video. Those of you who are not subscribing. Uh, or supporting us on Patreon, uh, you just get the audio only. But yeah, that's that. I'd say that's worth the the the, the small fee we're asking for on our patron. <laughs> so yeah, this show, this show. Okay, so this show starts off with our main character in a dark room in a house that is that reminds me a little bit about uh, parts of your house with. Oh, Book, bookshelves of manga and uh, manga. display cases of figurines. Um, my I don't have display cases of figurines. I have figurines displayed everywhere. That's what I have. I've got Funko Pop, World of Warcraft, Assassin's Creed stuff, anime stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I've got a bunch of stuff. So yeah. So and. But I am not a shut-in neat. <laughs> No, you have way more stuff than a shed and meat collects. Because I have a job. <laughs> Much like the guy from Gate. Mm -hmm. Has a job to support his anime habits. Has a job to support his hobbies. Alright, um, so... Anyway, so... he His reason for leaving his house after a... Pulling three all-nighters playing video games... Mm -hmm. Was to, uh... 
by a special edition of a video game. A special edition video game that was only available in stores, and he believes that's somehow cheating at life to force him to leave his house to go mm -hmm. to the store to pick up things. And so, there he is with his outside, heading home with the video game that he's purchased, with his arch nemesis, The Sun. Mm-hmm. When he notices a girl that he re thinks he recognizes from his high school class. And then as he's looking at her, he notices a truck barreling straight for her. And uncharacteristic of himself, he leaps to push her out of the way of the truck. I would say it's actually very characteristic of him. We just don't he know He thinks it's yet. uncharacteristic yeah. of, of mm -hmm. himself. Anyway. He thinks it's uncharacteristic of himself. Says so in his own inner monologue. Mm-hmm. As he pushes her out of the way. And then he wakes up. And then his eyes open and he is sitting in a dark room with Aqua. Or rather, it's a infinitely spacious black area with mm -hmm. highlights around them. Mm-hmm. Um... And she explains to him how he died. And he sees this beautiful, beautiful girl, long blue hair, elegant dress type thing. Um, and she explains to him how he died. And he says, and says or she says, so, yes, so, yes, you've died. This is the afterlife. But the girl left. He's like, oh, uh, oh, like he asks real fast. Yeah. Just tell me, did the girl live? And she's like, yes, the girl lived. And he's just like, ah, oh, thank goodness she lived. And she's like, she was never in any danger. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Oh, there's a tractor parked. It wasn't moving anywhere. It was a tractor. Like it wasn't going. It wasn't going fast enough to, you know, to hit her. It would have stopped in time. <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, what?" So, so, so I was run over by a tractor. So I was run over by a tractor. No, you weren't. And then she starts laughing. <laughs> it turns out, and so according to Aqua, he died. He passed out from the stress of trying to help her, was rushed to the hospital, and then proceeded to die of a heart attack after his, his attempts and exertion. To which point the doctors were laughing at him dying. <laughs> because and of just his how ridiculous it all was. And then his family was called in, and when they heard how he died, they started laughing out loud. Yep. And she, Aqua, is just busting a gut at all of this, and Cosmo is getting more and more upset. Um, but she said, she then says to him, anyways, that's enough stress relief for now. Uh, let's get down to this. You have two choices here. Either you can be reborn in another world, or you can go to heaven. And this is something that I wrote down that I loved quite a bit, because I didn't notice this my first time through. Uh, but Aqua's just absolute, her shadiness at trying to get him to convince him to go to the other world, where she's just like the entire time, oh, you don't want to go to heaven it's a pretty boring place, to be honest. Like, you just lie just around here, you, you, you just lie around in the sun all day. You can't even do dirty things. <laughs> and he's just like, what? No! 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 That's terrible! But then she talks him into going to another world, and one of his concerns was, well, will I be able to learn the language that, there? Mm -hmm. He says, oh, yes, we're going to go ahead and just explode your brain and put language in there. Mm -hmm. Automatically, and you'll just learn it in an instant, so it'll be absolutely fine. And then she shows him the pamphlet, this book about the other world he's going to, mm -hmm. and there's a little disclaimer in legalese that reads, Your brain may go poof. 
<laughs> and certain, 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 and a small percentage of people that we do this to, their brain goes poof. If this happens to you, you must see this clause which shows that we are not responsible. Yes. <laughs> the resurrectee cannot hold the resurrector accountable. Cannot hold the resurrectee. Wait, what's that? And oh, so, it's so we have to, so no, we, have to pause, we have to pause it to read through that because she covers it up with her hand pretty quickly as she's explaining what's going on. And then he says, wait, that sounds like something really important. Oh, what did you not... say? What did you say about my brain going poof? Oh, no, I said nothing like nothing, nothing like that at all. But the, the deal that she gives him, because uh, we skipped that part a little bit, she says the other world that he that he can be resurrected into. Um, it's in a pretty tough tough spot. There is a demon king who is taking over the world, and as you can imagine, because it's such a bad situation, a lot of people don't want to get reborn into that world, so they just go to, go on to heaven. Um, so she's like, so we're just, we're trying to recruit people from other worlds to come to this world, but we won't send you in alone. You're going to be a special person. You're going to be a great hero. Um, we're going to give you a magical item of your choice to um, go uh, to... Uh, you're going to take any item of your deciding. Well, and uh, of your choice into this world, and it's going to make you completely unstoppable. And she's like, oh, that sounds like a great deal. And so after, the, after he looks at the pamphlet, or she shows him that part in the pamphlet and stuff... He's then in front of a, a widespread of what appears to be uh, documents featuring uh, items or skills mm -hmm. and uh, information about those things. And he's like, if I'm in another world, I kind of want to use magic. I really want to do that. But what about this? This sword looks great. And it cuts to Aqua, and she's sitting there eating potato chips, being like, can you hurry up, please? I've got a lot of other people that I've got to see today. And he just gets so annoyed at her. He's just like, you know what? I pick you. Oh, good. You made a choice. It's a great, you made a choice. Now, now go ahead. Now the contract is finished, and what did you say? And she's like, the contract is finished, and wait, what did you say? And then, as soon as she says that, another goddess comes down. In, in glorious angelic wings, mm -hmm. and way too happy to get rid of the... <laughs> it almost makes me feel like they hoped something like this would eventually happen. Yes. Just because of how quickly it happens and how rehearsed it feels, it feels to me like the goddesses were trying to get rid of Aqua. Like they, they stuck her with a menial, menial task that maybe she couldn't screw this up, but they were not sad to see her go. They were not sad to see her go. And this goddess comes in, and she, uh, they have a couple of magic circles up here between Aqua and um, Kazuma, and they both get teleported to this world. And Cosmo's super excited about it. He's actually laughing maniacally at Aqua because he's like, I got you, ha, 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 ha. And uh, they end up getting teleported to this other world. And it, we see a couple of sh uh, shots of a very medieval-looking village, uh, people mm -hmm. going about their daily lives, horses being or horses drawing carriages and stuff. Yeah. And then one of those carriages passes by, and we see Cosmo and Aqua. And they are very, very... Well... Kazuma is very excited to be here, and Aqua is devastated to the point where she grabs him and, and, she and has starts to, screaming. She has a seriously nasty, ugly face with her screaming and crying, Ah! What have you done? What have you she, done? What have you done? Aqua and then suddenly, a, the screen pauses. And it says pause. It says pause, press start to continue, and it's just a pause on her ugly face. <laughs> Aqua has... Aqua is an ugly crier. Yes, she is. She's a horribly ugly crier. Oh, man, Aqua. She's so horrible and so wonderful at the same time. But yeah, that, that was just a thing that they did all of a sudden. And they did, I haven't repeated that gag since, but it just it seemed like... 
I think they did it to extend the fact that it was just a looping animation and it just broke up the loop a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. But, but it was it was brilliant. It also could just it also could have just been a pun that this was, you know, that this is just this world is so inspired by classic JRPGs. Uh-huh. Um they went ahead and they paused it there just as a joke. But one of the things I wrote down is just I love how incredibly expressive their faces are. Um, this is another show that just will not work live action just because of how expressive their faces are. Um, like, Cosma gets a smug look that's just incredible every once in a while. Uh, Cosma's worried look that we see a lot, especially when he starts meeting the other potential party members. Both Cosma and Aqua have the same expression when they're biting their tongue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's actually kind of sad how similar Aqua and Cosmo are. They, they, they become uh-huh. very... Uh, well, and what's funny is, okay, so they... Uh, shortly thereafter, they're going to get, to try to get into a guild. Mm-hmm. And um, events happen that eventually they do. She start, He starts saying, well, we're in this world. What, what should we do? And she's like, well, I don't know anything about this world. I mean, I know the major cities, but that's about it. And he's like, great, you're useless. And then he's like... Well, this is an RPG, obviously. It's got, like so, let, what we need to do in this case is go to the guild and get information and possibly join the guild. She's like, "Wow, you're surprisingly useful," you know. And he actually is pretty useful because he's in his element right now. Yes. Um, and uh, he goes up and he tries to. Well, they they try to uh, get into the guild, and then they realize that the guild requires a. Uh, a processing fee or mm-hmm. an application fee and uh, registration he, fee. He turns to Aqua and says, well, "Can I? Do you have any money?" She's like, "No, like you, it like I." You pulled me without any chance to prepare myself. Yeah, so you I've pulled got me nothing. without any chance to prepare myself, so I've got nothing. He's just like mm, this useless goddess. <laughs> and so, so they go, and they try to pay, pay the registration fee, but they have no money, and mm. then so they're sitting dejected, not even able to pay for food. When they turn to see a priest sitting at a table nearby. Mm-hmm. And Aqua announces who she is to the priest and asks, inquires what sect he is from and how he can, uh, mm-hmm. or what he can do. And he's and, from the Eris sect. Yes. He is a worshiper of Aqua's subordinate and he didn't believe that she was Aqua, the. the and so he, but he did give her gold for pity. To say, here, here's a small loan, you can pay me back later, just go ahead and register yourselves as adventurers. And she goes back to the table completely crushed because a junior of hers... A, a, a subordinate, a worshiper, but she never worshiped pity on her. Yeah, well, they say Kohai Senpai in the anime, but yeah, she's like her junior, uh, her subordinate type thing. Um, someone who's below her in the organization. Yeah. Um, she, uh... Not no more. <laughs> well, she says to, uh... She goes back to Cosmos, just like, one of my subordinates, uh, followers took pity on me. And she just breaks down again. Um, and Cosma takes the money and they register and then they, they... Regist- and, that's, and that's when they, uh, the registrar pulls out this, uh, mystical orb with, uh pretty mm-hmm. neat decorations on it that they put their hands over and it activates a laser printer or a magic printer of some kind that produces a character sheet card for mm-hmm. uh, for them and she's able to read their stats mm-hmm. and apparently he is uh, he is high in luck above average intelligence and baseline stats she's everywhere else very high in luck very she's never luck. seen a luck skill that high and stark contrast she has very high skills, except 
She's got a below this human. Stole one of my things. <laughs> You've, okay, you made a list of eleven things. I made five. It was I, that's your own happen. fault. That's your own fault. You could have made more. <laughs> no, I was going to say um, that's something I did, actually didn't notice my first time through. Um, it just there's this joke that Kazuma, he, he's the one who wants to be this adventurer and wants to do uh -huh. this, but he's his skills are so low. Um, other than higher than average intelligence and really good luck, the registrar says maybe you should be a merchant with luck as good as yours. And he's like, I'll be an adventurer, please, and which is the lowest of the whole class. Yeah. If you've played games like um, um, so Final it, Fantasy it, Tactics, it's a non-specialized. Yeah, it's a non-specialized class, but it's a class that can learn, as we'll see, can learn skills from any class. Um, but he uh, then we see Aqua do it, and Aqua just makes everybody extremely impressed by her incredible stats. All of her stats are higher than average, except for her lower than average intelligence and her rock bottom luck skill. Yes. And I didn't realize that the first time through, but she and Cosmo are mirrored. Yeah. Where she's above average, he's at average for most of his stats. Uh -huh. She, He's got higher than average intelligence, she has lower than average intelligence. Yep. And their lux, he's got super high, she's got super low. Yep. So they, they balance each other out. They balance each other out. They are each other's yin and yang. Oh, gosh. They they deserve each other. And she becomes an archpriest, which is the highest class priest yeah. uh, that you can become. Yes. Um, and Cosmo's like, you know what, whatever, we're both level one. I'll go ahead and pick more classes later. All Up until now, this has all just been character creation. Now, it's time for the start of my grand adventure. And it cuts to this beautiful beautiful like kind of epic opening to an rpg music uh -huh. and i wrote this down because i thought this entire thing was just comic gold um and it uh does this amazing kind of panning shot where there's some birds flying in the sky across the sun the rising of the sun you know amazing metaphor for the beginning of a new life start of a new yes. adventure type thing yeah and then it and then as the camera pans down to Kazuma doing manual labor, he's got a pickaxe and he's digging into the ground. And I had to pause that the first time I ever watched it just because I thought it was so good. I was like, you're expecting this incredible adventure and his adventure is manual labor. <laughs> and Aqua is doing it side by side with him. Yeah. And it's just this montage of them day labor, eat dinner, or bathe, eat dinner, sleep on the barn and bit by bit their sleeping accommodations and their food that they get to eat get better and better yeah but <laughs> and then Cosmo realizes wait no 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 this is an adventure and and then I noticed something about uh, Aqua that uh, she shares with uh, Okacho they both vomit rainbows <laughs> I think that's a common thing in a lot of comedies where they'll vomit rainbow I mean it's it's just silly yeah <laughs> Aqua could just be because she's a goddess, but I think, no, I think actually other people in the series that are on Vomit Rainbow as well, if I okay. recall correctly. But yeah, she, um, they get approached by some of the people that they, uh, like during this montage with this they epic do this music montage, like stuff. Every, every day she gets, she gets vomit drunk in an alley. Well, she, uh, yeah, well, they uh, get approached by some of the people they do day labor with, and they're afraid of them at first, but then suddenly they're just drinking and having a great time together and then, in this and bar. And then they're, uh, what, what is it, can-can lining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. Kind of, that's what I'm saying. They're drinking together, having a great time in the bar. And then we see Aqua's vomiting, yeah. vomiting rainbow. Um, and after that night, Cosmo realizes, wait, no, this isn't an adventure. This is just day labor. we got to do something. And then starts the first running gag where uh, they're shouting too loud in the stable and somebody in another part of the stable shouts at them to keep it down. Mm -hmm. And then they both apologize in the exact same way. 
Yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Arms out. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's mirrored. He thinks she's useless, but he doesn't realize how much like him she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the end of episode one. Yeah. And episode two starts with them trying to, getting a job. Uh-huh. Um, and the job is to kill. But they, one of the reasons that it's so hard for them to get work, as they kind of explain in this episode as well, is that this is the this is the town of the beginnings. This is the town for beginning adventurers. Axel, yeah. I believe the town's called. Yeah. Um, and they've killed most of the monsters in the area. So yeah, it's very be, difficult because to there's so many adventures would start here. You know, they they don't even have low level fetch quests just because the area is so safe. People just go and do things themselves now. They don't bother hiring adventurers. Mm-hmm. And Cosma starts falling out of love with the adventure life pretty quickly, just because he realizes that this is nothing more than a than you know. It's day labor plus risking your life. It's day labor plus risking your life. It's you know you have a different part time job every single day that you're 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 risking your life to complete. He's just like this it's sucks. Just... You couldn't even live in you couldn't even live in Japan's affluent areas with jobs like this. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, but it's worse than job hopping. <laughs> Aqua finds a job for them to do. Um, it is the giant toads mating season, and giant when they mate, giant toads will eat livestock and sometimes people. Yes. Um. So they, uh, adventurers are often hired to kill the um the to thin the herd yep. pretty much. Um, so, Aqua and Cosma go on a quest to kill five in three days. And in day one, we have a, a, a very common gif from this show. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've seen this gif more often than I've seen the show, so. Is it the one where she gets eaten by the frog? Yeah, it's the one where she gets eaten by the frog. Cosma cannot... Hit these so, things. So, so Cosma's running away from a frog. And at this point, Cosma still just has his running, his tracksuit. Like, that's what he has. Yeah. And he got a short sword because that's really all he could afford. Mm-hmm. So he is running away from the frogs because, one, they're huge. Yeah. Um, and Aqua's just sitting back laughing the entire time. And then she's making demands of him to, to show her certain levels of respect and she'll save him. Like, call me Aqua-san and I'll save you. Aqua-sama, do something! Uh-huh. All right, now, you're also going to... So, so, so he leapt over the honorific of San, right, to Sama. <laughs> and then she said... Uh, and then so she starts she, making demands. Yeah, and you're going to go ahead and start doing this now, and when I ask for... When I ask for your food, you're just going to give it to me without any questions, and, and then you're, you're going to join. You're going to join my religion. You're going to pray to me three times a day. <laughs> pray to me three times a day, and then uh, a toad shows up right in front of Aqua. Yeah, the toad stopped chasing. Stop chasing Kazuma. Goes for Aqua because she's sitting, standing still, and just pump. And then we see a uh, a still of Kazuma leaping into the fray to kill the uh, to kill the toad. Oh yeah, we've got a nice little thunderstorm rolling in. That'll oh, I guess I guess it's actually hitting us, huh? Oh, I've been watching lightning flashes through the window. Oh, oh, cool. All right, well, if, you, if, you, if you guys hear some more kind of crashes in the distance, that's just because there's a thunderstorm coming in. We'll hopefully be done before it really starts. Um, we'll hopefully be done before it really hits us. Everything okay? Yeah, I think so. I just doesn't look like we're. It, it both looks like we're recording and. But we're not recording at the same time. I don't know what's going on. Like it looks like it stopped, but this wouldn't be going up and down if we had... Did we disconnect something, though? 
because it looks like there's absolutely no sound in the uh, sound thing. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, it only recorded a minute and a half. That's it? That's it. What is going on here? I didn't touch anything. Me neither. And if we keep going, it keeps going. Oh well, huh. we'll keep going. Okay, I guess we'll just use the audio from, from we'll, the video. We'll use the backup audio. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. We just kind of realized that the, uh, the our recording equipment wasn't recording properly. Uh, That's so, never happened before. Yeah, we're going to have to take a look at that and see what was going on. Anyway, um, so... Kazuma kills the toad, and then Aqua gets upset. She's covered in slime. She goes up and she grabs Kazuma and starts crying, saying, this is terrible, I don't want to do this anymore. And then Aqua uh, gets upset and runs after another toad, and she uses Goddess Punch, uh, yes. a, a move that's filled with a god's rage and anger, and it's so powerful that it kills anything in one hit. And she lands this, um, and it's this amazing animation. Uh -huh. of, this, of this magical spell going around her fist. And then she goes and just punches... Uh, a toad, and there's a little bit of a ripple. There's a little bit of a ripple, <laughs> and uh, she was insulting the toad the entire time. Yeah. And it cuts back, and Aqua's just like, "I actually really, really like toads. I think they're kind of cute and cuddly." And oh, <laughs> the toad bites down on her again. <laughs> that it does. Anyway, um, <clears throat> that's starting to get loud. Anyway, um, she. Uh, uh, anyway, um, Cosmic kills that one, and they end the day killing two toads. Mm -hmm. And they get some money for it, and they're just like, we have to get some friends to help us. You know, we, we've got, we, we have to recruit some other adventurers. And so Aqua says, go ahead and leave it to me. And they, uh, and she makes a recruitment notification. She absolutely does. And one of the few items on my, uh, uh, my list of great things about this show was the fact that in her recruitment list, not only is she absolutely BSing her way through the entirety of the, the, the benefits of joining their guild, mm -hmm. she also wrote fake testimonials mm -hmm. from people who are like, I lost all my diseases and became super popular after joining this guild. And it cuts to a picture of I her. I laugh and smile every single day thanks to joining this guild, this adventurer's group. But what's happening is, and you know it's her, because as they're narrating the content of this letter, her face shows up with a black sensor bar over her eyes. Mm -hmm. And the second time her face shows up, the black sensor bar is in front of her eyes, but she's in profile. So that's not actually covering her eyes. Nope. Nope. Well, it's also, she's the one who's reading it. It's all done in her voice it anyways. Is. Um, it's very it's, obvious. It's very obviously Aqua trying to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. Um, but part of the requirement is that they need to, they were, they're looking for advanced classes only. And Cosmo's just like, look, no one's going to join us. I mean, we've been sitting here half the day. Yes, you're an archpriest, but the fact is I'm also, I'm an adventurer. I'm the lowest of the low. No one's going to want to join a party like this. And then suddenly somebody walks up. And then... The great archmage, Lena Inverse. Lena Inverse makes her makes her approach, <laughs> wearing an eye patch, and having not eaten for three days, 
passes out in the middle of her mm-hmm. epic speech. She gives this incredible epic speech about how she is like one of the chosen most powerful things and how her power will destroy the world. There is a word for it in Japanese. Um, Chuyubin or something like that. I forget what it's called. I'm, I can look it up later. But it's somebody who's very, very nerdy and very, very dramatic. They think that, you know, their life is... They think that their life is far more dramatic than it actually is, and they go ahead and act those things out. Mm. Um, do you remember in um, When Supernatural Powers Become Commonplace? Yes. Yeah, he's one of those people, the main yes. character from that. Um, it, it's, a, it's a character trait common in teenagers. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of an expected, like, the teenagers who think they're in a shounen anime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she, and there, the, in the manga, Miss... Uh, Miss Comey is bad at communication. There's another character who's like that as well. Nice. Uh, a girl who's like that. Um, and that's what Megumin is. Megumin is one of those. Um, she she walks up. She's got this eye patch on. And um, she uh, she collapses um, because she hasn't eaten anything for three days. And so Cosmo's just like, well, I can treat you to a meal. That's fine. Come on. And so they get up on to a table. And... Um, Aqua takes her adventurer card and looks at it and says, oh, well, these things can't be forged, you know? So this, she is an arch, an arc wizard. She's the most powerful kind of wizard. It's like, oh, that's great. Well, why do you want to join us? And she starts talking um, again. And it's like, well, what's with that eye patch? You know, she says, oh, well, this is a well, seal. Well, she's a really great, uh, she's a really great, um, uh, Kazuma says that the only thing Aqua's good at is healing magic. Oh, like, yeah. Only, the one thing. Yeah, the one thing she's good at is healing magic. So if there's something wrong with your eye, we can help patch it oh, up. Oh, that's we can patch it up. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with my eye. It's This is a seal. This is a seal where my powers, if it were to be removed, then the entire world would be destroyed. Oh, really? No, it's just a decoration. I like wearing it. And then Cosma instantly grabs it. And starts and, pulling it off and, her face. And you see, like, the, the strand pulling her head forward with it. She's like, no, no, no. And then he just lets it go. And snaps it. Ah, my eye! Oh, Megumin. Um, yeah. Um, like, okay. he pulls it off. Like, I just love that Cosma. Cosma deserves everything that happens to him. Yeah, he's, he's not a good guy. He's not. No. He's really not. He deserves everything that happens to him. He deserves the fact that he's paired up with the worst goddess. He deserves the fact that he's got the worst party members. They were, they're very useful in their own ways, but in his eye view, they're very, very... But like Because he does stuff like this, and then later on we'll see other things he does as well, but like as soon as he sees that it's this prop, he just grabs it off of her face and then lets go <laughs> to hurt this little girl. Which apparently, calling her a little girl, breaks her soul. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he said, I'm a little girl. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah that's, that, that's that happens, episode three. That happens a little later. But, but, it, uh, but so, so in this episode... She's 13, though, and he's 15, so they're pretty close in age. So, in, yeah. so mm-hmm. in this episode, it's day two, and they still have three more frogs to kill before they can finish their quest. Mm-hmm. And so they take Megumin out with them to go frog hunting. Mm-hmm. And Megumin and says see, she knows the most powerful spell of all, so she's going to be extremely useful. And so they they work together. They work together. Um, and say, okay, we see two frogs. There's one approaching. Aqua and I will get this one. You get the one in the distance. She says, okay. And so Aqua, determined to prove her valor in battle, decides to cast another spell. And she comes over to, to smite this 
I forget, Other frog. I forget what this one's called, but it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same spell, only as the as the previous one that uh, she does. Only this one is this one contains a goddess's sorrow and uh, uh, love and sorrow. Love yeah. and sorrow. So with with Aqua, of course, it's going to be as as self pitying as she is. Of course, it's going to be worthless. But she kicks this. Um, she kicks or she attacks this frog, and the frog instantly leans down and eats eats her. Yeah. Um, and so he so she needs rescuing immediately. And then Meg, oh, but before she before that actually happens, Megumin casts her spell. Actually, it was after she was eaten that Megumin casts her spell. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah so, so Megumin casts cast, her spell, and then we reveal, and, and it's and, really really cool, and it's and it works perfectly. It annihilates a giant. It's frog. got this amazing just kind of black swirls, and she's chanting yeah, she, this she, spell. She's she's summoning the powers of darkness to combine with her crimson crimson to create the greatest with bomb. her crimson demon blood yeah. and. It, she is actually part of a magic clan that apparently has, they're famous for being incredibly powerful, but having really, really weird names. Yes. So people make fun of her name for a bit. But she uh, she casts this incredibly powerful and her parents spell. Names. And her parents' names. And she casts this incredibly powerful spell. She casts Explosion, and it destroys this toad that it hits. And it's awesome. Cosmo's like, that's just, that's incredible. And then he goes off to try to go help... Um, well, he's about to go off when a giant toad that had been hibernating nearby underground, mm -hmm. just near the surface, rises up. And he tells Megumin to handle that one as well when he goes off to go help Aqua. But then he turns back and he sees Megumin face planted on the ground, sliding down the hill. With, with, with her hat next to her with the little button eyes. Mm -hmm. With her hat and her staff. On opposite sides of her, and she's sliding down. And the then when, that's when her her next little monologue explains exactly what her damage is. Mm -hmm. Is that she is that the spell she casts is more powerful than her body can handle, and now she can't move and a she muscle. She can only cast it once a day. And um, the way they explain it in the light novels, actually, I'm kind of sad they didn't explain it this way in the anime. But she just flat out says, um, "It's such a powerful spell, and I don't have enough MP to cast it. But so when I cast it." Um, any MP that I don't have for it, no, any energy that I don't have for it out of my MP comes out of my HP. You learn another spell. No, I refuse. But so the that toad then eats Megumin, and so Megumin and Aqua are now being eaten by toads. So Cosmo's got double duty now to kill these two toads and save those two. Cut to quest complete. All five toads slain. Cut to them walking back, everyone covered in slime. Megumin, well, it's just Megumin and Aqua that are covered in slime. But also, Megumin still can't walk, and so she has to be carried mm -hmm. by... And so Cosmo's carrying her, and Megumin, Megumin just, uh, he says, Look, that's a really, really powerful spell, but it probably isn't best for you to use it like that. Maybe you should go ahead and, do, like, maybe you should start using some other spells instead. And she's like, No, I refuse. Like, wait, what? No. I own, I ref, I do not know any other spells. I only know explosion. It is the most beautiful, most destructive spell in the world, and I will not solely my name by using any other spells other than explosion. And then Cosmo's just like, huh, okay, so she's useless. Yeah. And he, 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 he's argument. collecting a party of useless people. 
And he's like, okay, so let's go ahead. We'll go. To, we'll meet up at the guild. We'll split the reward, and then maybe I'll see you again sometime in the future. And she's like, no, no. And she just grabs onto him super hard. And he's like, how on earth does this tiny little mage have such good grip? Because he's trying to get rid of her and stuff. Especially like, since she can't no. move right I now. Like, I don't. And she says like, I don't need food. I don't need to payment. I just like just. Feed me, you know, uh, just feed me. You'll have the most powerful mage in existence. Uh, that's, every that other deal? every other guild rejected you, didn't they? No, no one else will take me in. Please, please, please. <laughs> you know. And then these girls covered and, in slime see then, this girl. And these normal women <laughs> yes. walk up and they just kind of see these two girls covered in slime. And Cosmo's talking about abandoning her. And Megan's like, please don't abandon me. Don't throw me away. Please don't just use me and then throw me away. <laughs> Which is, sounds really, really bad when you just hear that part of this conversation. It does. And all these women are just like, oh, that pervert. He just, What did he do to those poor women? They're just covered in slime. He used them. Now he's just going to get rid of them? That's horrible. Cut and to the very first instance of... Smegumin. Smegumin. And then, like, Smegumin hears them, and Cosmos sees the look on her face. But you guys should just look up Smegumin online. She just has this incredible smug look. And it's the exact same smug look every single time she gets a bad idea. Or, like, something that's gonna go... It's so evil. It's beautiful. It's, isn't it Smugumin incredible? And she's just like, hmm. And then she starts screaming, please, please, I'll go ahead and do whatever kind of play you want. I'll keep doing toad slime play. If it suits you, just don't throw me away. And she's screaming at the top of her lungs doing this. And Cosma finally just let, says, fine, you can be part of the party. Just stop screaming. Cool. <laughs> And then he, uh, while, while Megumin and Aqua are cleaning themselves off uh, in the in the town baths, um, Cosmos by himself in the Adventurers Guild. Now, uh, what? Okay, I have written here, and I forget exactly where it happened, but I have written here that there were other uh, quests that just didn't suit them. Like they, 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 there was a, there was the quest board. Oh yeah. So, no, so was it during this? Was this just before we're introduced to the next character? I think so. Okay. No, well, I, I don't remember when that happened, actually. I know it's in episode two, though. It yeah. might be that he looked at those and didn't and realized that there was nothing that would, that would yeah. work for them. There, there were some high-level problems. They wanted a... Uh, uh, there was they wanted a rune knight Someone to teach, rune knight to teach their son. Sword mm. play. And then my favorite one was... Uh, wanted. Magical research assistant. Must have high HP or very confident in your magic resistance. And then there's just, like, laughter. <laughs> yeah, and those are the only kind of jobs that get posted these days type thing. Um, but Must yeah. have high HP. And I so, love it. And so, um, surprisingly, Darkness didn't apply for that job. You'd think that she would enjoy something like that. But anyway, um, she... But anyway... Um, I, I think because of her character class... That, that she'd get her kicks off of actually fulfilling her duty, as opposed to just maybe, being being maybe. a punching bag for a wizard. But anyway, he, um, Cosmo's just kind of sitting there waiting for Megumin and Aqua to show up, and this gorgeous, tall, blonde, bosomy woman, blue eyes, walks up to him and says... In, in full white plate mail. Mm -hmm, wearing... white, white plate mail with gold and gold <laughs> highlights, black, gold and black highlights. Yeah. And Cosma just sees her, and it's love at first sight for him. Like you, And even in, in the light novels, it's constantly talking about how she is the most beautiful woman he's ever seen in his entire life. Yes. Um, and she is. She's just this stunning figure of a woman who walks up to him and she says... Are you still? Are you the one who's looking for advanced level uh, level characters? And 
Cosmo's like, yes. Why? And then, like, she's like, yes. The, fa- the fact that somebody's looking is a red flag. Uh-huh. And, he's, and then she just goes, I forget exactly what she says, but she says something, and he's like, yes, I finally found you. And, like, it cuts, and you just kind of see, like, there's this kind of blush under her eyes, and she's got kind of this, uh, you know, kind of heavy breathing mm-hmm. type thing that's going on. And Cosma's just like, oh, no. <laughs> and then at, that's the end of the second episode. Yeah. But um, just how quickly Cosma goes from being completely in love with this woman. To realizing she's to got realizing damage. realizing she's got damage somewhere. And it's going to it's gonna hurt me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the first, second episode. Uh, third episode starts off, and this woman is desperately, she introduces herself as Darkness, she's a crusader, um, and she desperately wants to be part of Cosmo's party. And she's just like, you you, you were the one who was walking back with those two women covered in slime, right? He's like, yeah, what about it? Ha ha, I knew it! You have to let me be part of your party, you have to, you have to! He's like, what? What? Huh? Why? What? No. No. What? Like, it's, it's, it's just these dichotomous statements mm-hmm. of... You, this horrible, you were involved in this horrible thing, right? Yes, that was me. You have to let me join your guild. Why? Why? Uh-huh. Why, why, why is this a connecting thread for you? And she's just like, uh, no greater pleasure would, no, like, no greater, like, I'm a crusader. There's no greater pleasure for me than to stand in between, stand between, uh, my allies and the enemies and take hits for them. And uh, she just says the stuff and she just gets more and more excited about it is probably the cleanest way to say it. And uh, yes, yes just there's like, a distinctive uh, increase of blood flow. Uh-huh. And Cosmo's just like, uh, oh, she's one of those people. Um, mm, no. No, sorry, we're not, nope, nope, we're not hiring. No, we're not looking for any more people. What, please, why? Nope. <laughs> and every time he cuts her off, she just goes, ah! <laughs> and you're just like, oh, Cosmo, you don't know what you're doing. But, um, Cosmic gets up and leaves. He wants nothing to do with this crazy woman. Um, a little later, she comes back to the bar with mm-hmm. a friend of hers. Um, Chris. Chris. Mm-hmm. And Cosmic's trying to figure out what he wants to do with his skill points. Right. Um, anyways, uh, Chris, uh, she introduces Chris to Cosma, and Chris is like, hey, I've, I'm a thief. Um, learning some thief skills would probably be really useful for you. And I'll do it for you for the cheap price mm-hmm. of buying me a drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's right. Cosma, like, the, it's the next day. Cosma comes back in, and uh, he, he has, that's when he's having the conversation with Megumi. Uh-huh. And that's when he said, calls her a little child, and that's when she gets super depressed. Yes, because they're, um, they're, they're eating lunch at the bar, and uh-huh. it's, a, it's an empty bar during the day. Except for up in the, up in the raft, not the rafters, but on the second floor of the bar, where Aqua is performing her magic tricks for everybody. Yes, because her, she, put all, she spent all of her skills... On parlor tricks. She already has the most powerful spells, so she might as well just go ahead and learn what she wants. And so she's learning all these useless parlor tricks. And one of these parlor tricks is apparently a five-point skill. Yeah. And it's the trick of having a pl- having a potted plant on your head grow out a rose while the fans in your hand squirt water. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, anyway, um, so that's when they have kind of the argument um, I don't even remember what the argument really is, but it does end with him calling her a little child, and Megumi is just and it just devastates her. She just devastates her little 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 child. What? Huh? No. What? Me? Me? Um, but so that's when uh, that's when um, 
darkest Things walks back in. With and Chris. he, he had yeah. hoped so hard that he had avoided her and that she was going to leave him alone now. But Chris, you know, he... Like we said, Chris says, I'll teach you these things for a beer. And so he gets her a beer. Uh-huh. And then they go out and he learns these skills. And the skills and, are... And so the way the skill is taught, she demonstrates on him how how the thieving skill works. And so she holds out her hands and declares thief, uh, declares steal. what she's doing, steal. And suddenly she's holding his money purse. Mm-hmm. And so in order for him to get that skill, and this is one of the things that I wrote down, is he actually... Goes onto his character sheet, decides which skill he doesn't want anymore, and replaces it with thief. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, it cuts to his. Oh, that's, that's not what he's doing. Those are the skills that he can learn. Uh-huh. The one he's like, well, I don't want that skill. It's the five point skill that Aqua has, and yeah. so he holds that. The reason he can learn it is because he observed Aqua doing it. Uh-huh. That's why it's on his card. And he's just like, I don't want that, and so he holds down his finger on it until uh-huh. it okay. kind of burns and disappears. Uh-huh. So, but then he kind of swipes. To the right to color in every skill that he does want to learn. Okay. So, and when he fill, when he fills in that skill, it cuts to a shot of DNA resequencing. Yeah, which is really cool. And so it shows like when you learn a new skill, it changes you at a core level. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I saw a funny little uh, quote online the other day that said, "If you took all your DNA and stretched it out." From end to end, it would reach from Earth to Jupiter and back ten times. You are not small or insignificant. You are just really well folded. <laughs> I saw someone. I saw something saying that yeah, garbage is made of space dust. Space dust too. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, so he then learns steel and like. De- and Chris, very demotivational. And Chris says, okay, you can steal your money. Like, if you successfully steal, you'll get your money back. Uh-huh. Um, now, your, your best prize is the knife at my side. Uh-huh. And it's worth 400000 uh, air whatever, whatever their money is. Currency. And, but the more likely thing you're going to get is some of the rocks that are in my hands. And he's just like, what? oh, that's dirty. And she's like, mm-hmm. And then he realizes that the more useless stuff you have on you, the more likely it is someone's going to take that if they use steel on you. But he then uses steel. And we have to remember his incredible luck skill. Yes, the luck changes everything. Mm-hmm. Especially when you use steel. Yes. And so he used steel, and then it cuts to Eris, and Eris is just like, um, um. You mean Chris? Oh, sorry, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Oh. Eris, yeah. Not Eris, Chris. Chris is just like, um, um, uh. And Cosmo's like, ha, I got something, I got it. Now, what is this? And he holds up a pair of women's underwear. And we realize that he is going, he, then this is one of the scenes is why he deserves all the crap Cosima that he gets. Cosmo is a horrible person and he deserves everything that he gets. He is so excited about this that he starts spinning it around his head, squealing in delight that he got the best prize, the best prize, the best prize. And she... Well, we cut to a later scene where uh-huh. where it's explained how the interaction went down. Mm. But she explains it in her own way in a room full of women fighters. Uh-huh. And he's like, wait, what? All the women adventurers are giving okay. me so, cold so, stares. So, stop it, stop so, so this happened, but don't say it this way, please. Uh-huh. This this happened. This is this this did happen, but don't say it this way. And she's like, she he stole my he stole my underwear, and then I gave him his money back. But he said that wasn't enough, so he made me give him all my money. <laughs> and he's like, that's not exactly how that went down. He said, what would it be worth to me? <laughs> and all the women in the and if I didn't pay, it would become a family heirloom. 
And everyone's just like, uh, whereas darkness is just like, I need to join this party. Darkness. <laughs> oh, darkness. But anyway, they're like, so Cosmo, you learned, you learned how to steal, huh? Yeah. Want, want me to demonstrate? And they say, yeah, sure. And so he does it to Megumin. He does steal to, uh, for Megumin. And, uh, Megumin just goes, uh, um, um, it's, um, it's and it's drafty in here. It's really drafty in here. And the exact same thing happened. He's just like, what? What? Huh? No. It's, it's, like, it's, it's supposed to be something different every time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's not. <laughs> For him, it's not. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh. I forget who says the line, but it's either Megumi or Aqua. It's one of those two, and they said, so, Aqua, did you level up and change your, your classroom adventurer to pervert? Is that what you did? <laughs> it was probably Aqua who said that. Yeah. And so, um, they then, uh, it's then that Darkness meets Aqua and Megumin, and that's the one thing Cosma did not want to happen. Now, you have something written here about the music during these scenes. Oh, yeah. Uh, before that, though, there was something else we haven't covered, just because we didn't really talk about the opening credits. I did not notice this my first time watching the show, but in the opening credits, um, they, they have the title of the episode in the actual opening credits. Okay. Um, and, um, in the opening credits, you remember when Aqua is skipping across the water and suddenly she turns around and poses and presents something? Uh-huh. That's the title of the episode she's, pre she's presenting. Oh. Yeah. I never noticed that, but, okay. uh, I know, I knew what, I knew what, oops, episode uh -huh. one was called. Uh -huh. Um, and then suddenly during the credits, I suddenly saw that phrase, uh, in the translation as Aqua was, um presenting and so i paused it and i saw that's what she was doing so i thought that was kind of a cool way of doing the doing the um titles right anyway um yeah um i love the music in this show i think it's a whole lot of fun um there's very very much a dragon quest feel to a lot of the show just because once again dragon quest is such a huge huge influence on um on a Japanese culture, gaming culture, anime culture, manga culture, stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and, um, yeah, the, the music, when they, whenever they perform a skill, this happened a couple of times, um, I should have written it down the first time it happened, but the first, when I, every time Cosma does the ski, the steal ability, or when anybody does the steal ability, mm -hmm. it, um, it plays a very Dragon Quest-like theme, oh. and I thought that was cool. But okay. anyway, Cosma, the thing he feared most happens, and Aqua and Megumin meet Darkness, and they know that Darkness wants to join the party now, and they're like, but that's incredible, we have three advanced classes in one party, that's such a strong party if we can pull that off. He's like, wait, she's a crusader, that's incredible, Cosma. And then, I forget what Megumin's argument was for it, but... Uh, while this is happening, the town gets an emergency. Yes. It's an emergency. The harvest has come. And so, Cosmo's so, so, just like, wait, what? Huh? Well, what's going on? And so they're all standing and they're watching this swarm of green coming over the distance. And it's such an intense scene. Like everyone's just like getting ready. They're, they're like putting on their armor and getting their weapons ready and stuff. And, and then you're just convinced... That Aqua is just that dumb because she brings a basket and said, I heard someone said cabbages. Mm-hmm. And then you realize Aqua wasn't the dumb one. This entire world is. Mm -hmm. Because the swarm is flying cabbages. 
It's, they, ha they are now ripe enough and delicious enough to eat, but cabbages don't want to be eats, eaten. So they sprout wings and fly off. And they, if nobody captures them, they go to an area that nobody knows where they just rot and die. Yeah, somewhere in the desert. Somewhere in the desert. Um, and so Cosmo's just like, really? I don't want to be an adventurer anymore. You know? I don't want to be an adventurer in this world anymore. I don't want to be an adventurer in this world anymore. Um, but uh, they... So there's this giant epic battle scene where it demonstrates that... Uh, where everybody's slaying cabbages, shooting arrows through cabbage heads, and mm -hmm. or cleaving them in twain. And Darkness says, Cosma, just watch me and see what, I can, what I'm capable of doing. And she goes and she starts swinging her sword. And there's swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. And every time she swooshes, it goes back to Cosma. And Cosma's just finally like, she can't hit a thing. She's missing every She's single missing one. She's missing every single one. And she swings and it misses. And in the light novels, it explains that she put every single stat into her de defenses and hit points. She didn't put a single stat into swordsmanship. Oh. <laughs> Not a single one. So... Um, and then she shows what she's really capable of when a couple of ventures get knocked down. And they start and being assaulted by uh, flying cabbages. By these flying cabbages. And so she runs in the way, and these cabbages are hitting her so hard they are knocking themselves unconscious. And they're breaking off pieces of her armor. And everyone in the crowd's just like, she's so incredible. As a fellow knight, I'm inspired by her. She's so amazing. Look at her just to stand in the way of... of of these those two other adventurers and the entire time Cosmo is like no 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 you guys don't understand no 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 you don't understand she's enjoying this and she like well she'll squeal every once in a while when it when a cabbage hits her and stuff and just like uh darkness you're horrible person i i she she brings me so much joy <laughs> she's such a terrible character i love i love darkness so much oh, um, and then megumin gets inspired because there's there's like thousands of these cabbages that are now swarming around um, mm -hmm. darkness. Yes. And then Megami casts explosion right on top of darkness. Yes. She's at the blood dead center of the blast radius. She's yeah. She is the target for explosion. She is glowing. It's like, what are you doing? Why would you do this? <sighs> anyway, um, cut to. So so we don't see what happens to her. It immediately cuts to the interior of a of the tavern. Where they've been eating every night. Mm -hmm. And they're eating, and they're eating stir fried cabbages. Like, oh, stir fried cabbage does not have any right to taste this good. Why is this so tasty? I don't want to be an adventurer in this world anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, uh, they, um, anyway, uh, they, uh, yeah, long story short, darkness joins the party. Yeah. Um, they, they're super thrilled with her, super excited to have someone who can take hits as well as her in the party. And Cosma just kind of relents and lets Darkness join. And that's that's the end of the third episode. It is. Um, yeah. So, I want to hear your final thoughts on the first three episodes of Konosuba. Oh, this show. It gets funnier and funnier. Okay. I'll tell you a couple of things that happens after we're done recording, just because we only talk about the first three episodes. Right. Right. Well, apparently they have two seasons, and... Ten episodes apiece. And an entire... Uh, <laughs> and an entire fan base begging for a season three. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's popular enough. I mean, like they're like um, the studio that helped produce it. They're doing their thirtieth anniversary, mm-hmm. and as part of their thirtieth anniversary, they're releasing a, a new um, Megumin and Aqua figurines. So even they're aware of how popular it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably just is that they've got so much on their plate they can't do anymore right now. So. <clears throat> All right. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching more of this show. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Smugumin. Smugumin. Uh, the the, the Smugumin I'm most familiar with is she's apparently playing rock, paper, scissors with somebody and beats them. And there's it's, something bad's going to happen after she won. It's some... Well... Okay, a little bit of a spoiler alert um, for those who haven't seen the episodes. Um, there's a girl who believes herself to be Megumin's rival. And Megumin has beaten her every single thing that she's been challenged to. Megumin doesn't care. She doesn't. She doesn't care. She's so done with this. But this girl, to the point to where they they get a house to live in, um, because of some things that they do, and they go on a trip for several days, and they come back, and this girl has been waiting outside of that house all day, every day, waiting for Megumin to come back so she can challenge Megumin to another battle. And Megumin's just like, "Fine, let's do John Kempo. Let's do rock paper scissors." And then that smug look is Megumin winning again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I. I'm, I'm sorry. I, that 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 description of that fight just reminded me of that one scene from uh, uh, Rob Roy, mm-hmm. where somebody's challenging Rob Roy to a duel in the bar, and it says, "So what's the conditions? First one to bleed loses. Grabs the end of his sword, cuts his own hand on it, and goes, you win. You win. Bye.'" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> this show though, I, I re-edited it to my queue, I'm planning on watching it again, I re-edited it to my queue just so I can go ahead and watch it because of how much I love it. Okay. Um, the characters are great, the animation is great, the world is great, um, the comedy is fantastic, and eventually you're going to get to episodes to where they actually started doing this more as improv, and it was so good they kept they, they just kept doing it, where um, one character is like has this super long, like let's say for example Aqua, she's got this whiny monologue where she's crying and complaining about stuff. And um, the other characters will be reacting to her monologue. <laughs> They'll have like one-liners in the background to her monologue. It's okay, great. Then. It's great. Um, yeah, I love this show. I cannot recommend it more. Okay. Um, I uh, I think it's going to go down as one of the all-time comedy classics for uh, for anime. Okay, um, that's it for uh, three episodes in. Yeah, that's it for. Uh, for three episodes in for Konosuba. Um, so what are we going to be watching? What are you going to force me to watch for next week? Next week, we're watching Oran High School Host Club. I have never seen this. This is a classic anime that's not in um, my personal lexicon, I guess. Well, it will be soon. Yeah. Um, I already had it to my cue to watch it, but now I've got an excuse to actually start watching it. So Okay, so the Crunchyroll synopsis reads, You'll fall for the boys in the Oran Host Club. Tamaki is truly romantic. Kaoru and Hikaru offer displays of brotherly love. You'll adore Brainy, Kyoya, Innocent Honey, and Manly Mori. Oh, and don't forget Haruhi. He knows what girls wants, of course, because he's a girl, too. The hosts must do their best to hide her secret, but Haruhi's having a blast turning their perfect world upside down. It's a reverse harem. It is a reverse harem. It, uh... 
Classic I... Shakespearean transgender comedy. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, well, I'm very excited to watch this. This is a show I've been wanting to watch. All right. Um, okay. So tune in next week for when we discuss um, Oran High School Host Club. And for the recommendation of the week, my recommendation of the week is actually going to be Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, I think the first game, I forget what the first game, the, the title of the first game. Let me go ahead and, Kingdoms of Amalur Deliverance or something like that. Um, anyways, um, it is a game that is amazing. Reckoning, that's what it's called. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. You can get it for dirt cheap on um, on uh, Steam. And it runs on, you know, it runs fairly well on modern computers. Um, I've been playing it again recently because I never actually finished it. But it's, uh, it's a, a game that bankrupted the company that made it. It's their very first game that they ever made. Mm. Um, but they put in a huge amount of work on it. Like, they were planning on just a massive, massive... Um, uh, they were planning on a massive franchise with this. They were going to do a second game. They were planning on doing an MMO with it. The problem is, um, it just didn't sell very well. Mm -hmm. It sold incredible afterwards, to the point to where another company has picked up the rights for it, um, for the franchise. Um... R.A. Salvador, you know who he is? Yes. He wrote a 10,000-year history for this world. That's the amount of detail they put into it. Okay? Okay. Um, so they, they got the author of most of the Forgotten Realms books. If pretty not all much. Mm -hmm. But they, um, in this game, uh, you, you, you start off making your character, and your character like starts off dead. Mm -hmm. uh, you get dumped down, a pit, down into a pit, and you wake up in this pit of dead bodies. And uh, it turns out you are the only successful experiment in this device called, for this device called the Well of Souls, mm. where they're trying to be able to bring people back to life. And the reason they're doing that is that because the Fae of the Winter Court are currently waging war against the mortal realm. And when a Fae dies, what happens? They get reborn. Mm. So they have an unlimited army. Whereas the mortal realms don't. So the uh, group of gnomes was trying to create a, a way to replenish their own forces. Mm. Um, anyway, um, one of the cool features about this game is that you you are not tied to any single class. You can go ahead and change your class whenever you want, however you want. Um, and the reason you can do that storyline-wise is that because you were already dead and you were brought back, fate doesn't know what to do with you. So people who can view the threads of fate called fate weavers, mm -hmm. they see fate around you, but you are currently an unknown entity in the in the world. So neat. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's a good, it's a real good uh, Western RPG. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoy it. Um, it's real cheap. You can get it for cheap uh, online. Um, and they did just announce that it has been purchased again. Uh, by THQ Nordic. They have the rights to it now. Um, and I'm hoping that they do some incredible things with the franchise. I mean, they just barely purchased it on September 6th. So they've had it for a little less than a month, the rights. Um, but it's... Uh, it's... Uh, and obviously they, they have to discuss what they want to do with it, like uh, where they're going to go with it. Um, EA still owns the distribution rights to it. 
uh, to the original game, but they own the franchise now, so they can go ahead and just produce new games in the series if they want. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a great game. I recommend people pick it up. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, that brings us to our next segment, the creator shout-out. And this week it's my turn, and I'm going to do a shout-out to a Jacob Siebers, the uh, creator of Chibi Reviews. Uh, he's I've been watching his channel lately on um, YouTube, and as I've been uh, checking our own YouTube analytics uh, mm -hmm. recently, uh, some of his uh, traffic and has been spilling over onto our page, so... Least I could do was thank you for that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, he's. I, I've been watching his series on uh, uh, on uh, Overlord, okay. and he does. He reviews every episode of Overlord basically the day they come out. Okay. So I've been trying to be careful and not watch the ones that are going to spoil things for me mm -hmm. because he'll do a full review of every episode as they come out, and uh, he's got. Uh, He's very energetic, has a lot of great content, and, um, well, he, he, he's read all the light novels for, okay. for it, and so he brings some more information to the table, and he spoils the light novels in, uh, because some of us are anime only, we don't have access to the light novels, yeah. and so having mm -hmm. this extra information of how things came together is mm -hmm. pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so... I've just been watching a lot of uh, channels about um, a lot of videos uh, kind of covering um, what's been going on with Overlord and how there there was a one-time... So, so a lot of uh, manga creators like their anonymity. Mm -hmm. And so you may know their name, but you may never know their face. Mm -hmm. The creator of, of um, Overlord actually went to an anime convention. Went to Anime Expo in California one year. But to keep his anonymity, wore a skull face mask. That's awesome. With a hood. He came as Ein Zun Kong. That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> so he, he kept his, fa his facial anonymity, but uh, answered some questions about the series. Um, and the series itself... Um, Overlord has had a pretty interesting uh, journey to, to becoming an anime. Is that it started oh, yeah. off being there's a lot of series apparently, including Konosuba, who started their uh, their journey being a self published uh, website where people just just continually yeah. post chapters mm -hmm. on this website in Japan, and then um, and what he did is he took all the tropes that didn't make any sense to him and turned them on their ear so they would make sense. Like why would all of these um, why would all of these uh, maids and such be devotedly loyal to somebody who, at their core, is just like a sales worker at a at some factory or some um, mm -hmm. like? Oh, they're NPCs. They're programmed to do it. It's a makes. It's he's been writing Overlord to make sense in the world of Overlord. Mm -hmm. Well, it does. That's so. one of the things you have to do as a writer. You have to have internal rules inside of your world, and you have to have those the. the Characters in the world have to follow those rules. Yes. And so that's something he's been doing. Is It started off as a fan... It felt like it... He says it felt like a fan fiction. That he was writing his own story based on the stories that he's seen other people write. But, uh -huh. but with it using his own internal logic. And then apparently when he went from that to the light novels, 
he changed so much of the things because he wanted his existing fans to appreciate newer newer content mm-hmm. instead of just doing a direct copy paste of what he had already written. Mm-hmm. And so that's where Albedo came from. It's, she wasn't in the original, she but she is in the light novels. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that was created and so Okay. And then it went from there to a manga adaptation and then from a manga adaptation to an anime and so yeah. it's mm-hmm. quite the journey. I'm I'm enjoying the light novels. Uh, we were talking earlier. I actually just barely ordered the her third volume for the light novels. I haven't mm-hmm. finished the second one yet, but I saw online that it was uh, like the stock was kind of low for the third one, and some people were charging fifty, sixty dollars for it. Ooh. So I, I went and I found a website that uh, was Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble had it in stock online, nice. uh, and I I bought it for for a little less than retail. Okay. Um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, our creator shout out goes to Jacob Siebers, uh, who creates Chibi Reviews. And okay. He's got a lot of great content. He's, it's not exclusively uh, Overlord, but that's just how I found him and how mm-hmm. I got into the, okay. got involved. So Awesome. Cool. Well, I guess that's it for this week, isn't it? It is. Uh, thanks so much for listening in this week. Uh, if you listened in on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you like what we do and want to support us, please spread the word of our podcast or even support us on Patreon if you feel so inclined. Uh, uh, where can they find us on social media? Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com, currently has the links to our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our Patreon page, and our YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference. And if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. If we feel so inclined. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I guess that's it for another week. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week.